Good evening, good afternoon in America, good morning on the other side of the world. Don't know why I said that, but welcome to the Irish NFL show presented <laughs> by Pundit Arena. Welcome into our first post-Periscope experience. I hope everybody can first of all see us and then hopefully hear us as well. Very nerve-wracking experience, boys. I think I've done everything. We've got Twitter covered, we've got Facebook covered. We're on Twitch. So if you're watching us on Twitch, welcome in. Boys, welcome to the show. Brian, welcome to the show. Colin, welcome to the show. Mark, how's it going, boys? Good evening. How are we all? <laughs> Look how happy Brian is. Brian is, Brian is delighted. Brian has been waiting to, to chat about the, the Eagles, I, I think, for weeks. So he is uh, he's <laughs> delighted. But uh, nice to be uh, going live on a, on a Thursday to talk football. Yeah, yeah, lovely to talk about it. But did something happen? Um, something happened today, guys. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, my friend. I'm glad you asked that. And my fancy new overlay will tell us below. Carson Wentz has been traded to the Colts. So, uh, obviously, a third round pick in 2021, conditional 2022 second rounder for the former Eagles quarterback. And Tom O'Brien will just put that in there now. Obviously, a former Super Bowl champion as well in Carson Wentz. Uh, and we've been playing football with Brian. Let's just jump straight into it, man. Obviously, huge news today. I think it came out around four or five o'clock in the afternoon again, a bit like that JJ Watt news. What was your thoughts when this news hit the press? Well, similar to the Watt situation, it, it didn't come as a surprise. Um, it didn't even come as a surprise of who he was traded to because for the last fortnight, even around Super Bowl time, it, the general consensus was it was either going to be the Colts or the Bears, and it was a case of who put up the best deal for the for the Eagles. And if you're led to believe by what's been published over the past few days, it was actually the Bears that had the better deal, but he had made it very clear that his intention was to go and play in Indianapolis. So from an Indianapolis Colts point of view, um, bearing in mind what they've given up, a three this year, a conditional second round next year, which could turn into one, depending on how, how successful he is in terms of playing next season, which is always up in the air because he is quite injury prone. So from the Coles' point of view, with an offensive line that should be able to protect him and a head coach that he has a lot of familiarities with and a good relationship, I think it's a good deal for the Coles. Where this leaves the Eagles, they're in a no-win-win situation. I think back to when the Giants, from my perspective, traded Beckham and Gettleman got so much heat because he was 16 million in dead cap. So we're so far removed from that deal. But the Eagles, 33.8 million in dead cap going into this season. Whatever way you look at this, you know, okay, they wanted to get rid of him and they want to move on. The general manager is so under so much pressure already going into the off-season. And even Stephen, there's some further conversations around ripping the whole thing out, rip, ripping the whole thing up. Zach Ertz is probably the next person in line to be traded, and that could happen in the next fortnight as well. So it looks like it's a complete rebuild in Philadelphia. Yeah, and obviously we've seen uh, Colin Zach Ertz in the last game of the season last year. Philly didn't have any fans in from, I think, September or so. Uh, so it was a very hard season for them on a, on a personal level, and I guess a lot of teams as well. But Zach Hurts looked like he was done in Philly. Do you think this move's been going for some time, or were, were you surprised that there wasn't as many other teams in for it? Um, yes and no. Uh, I think Carson Wentz, it's a while since we saw him really put on a show. It's been a struggle for him over the last few years. Um, you'll always get somebody roll a dice on a QB in the NFL. Uh, they'll go off a tape from, from years and years ago. Um, you know, we saw Joe Flacco pick up a job and uh, he continues to pick up jobs. Uh, somebody will take a chance on Jameis Winston this uh, off season as well. It's just how it goes. I think um, 
to to me, I suppose it makes a, a lot of sense where where he's gone and the the cost of it. I, I'm essentially, this is uh, like he's he's only getting paid for two years. After that, there's no there's no there's no dead money, so you can cut him if you want to. So really, you only are looking at this year and next year. And for the Colts, they that if it's a, a third and a second, um, you know, then it's worth kicking the tires. If he performs, it becomes a third and a first and he becomes your guy for the next few years. It's still worthwhile. To me, it tells you, um, you know, the, the value that there is in seeing a QB in the league and not just on potential. Uh, and look, it's Frank Reich. Um, it's been talked about before, the relationship that they had um why well, they were very very close uh, we've talked about it on the show before um you know frank Reich made a um, an immediate bond with philip rivers the talk was about it was in relation to their kind of deep christian faith um carson wentz uh, he they they shared that apparently that was something that existed when they were in philly together if anyone is going to get carson wentz back to where he was it'll be frank Reich. it's worth kicking the tires on it for me for it you know if it doesn't work what have they lost they've lost a third and a second and they you know they, they look at it next year uh, i think the the dead cap on it next year is in and around the 25 25 million less than ideal obviously but uh, you can get out of jail free after 2022. mark i know you had a busy week busy day today but i was chatting to you just when this news broke there's no off season is there there's never an off season in this league no, I mean, look, Roger Goodell would have it no other way. The fact that we are still talking about trades and free agency and, you know, cuts and things like this, and we don't even have the draft yet, we don't even have live free agency, proves that the NFL is the daddy of them all and dominates the news cycles. Um, there's lots of facets of this deal, though, that are fascinating for me. Obviously, the cap hit for the Eagles, like 33 million, the biggest in NFL history. I believe it's only five deals in history or five um, cuts in history that have had a cap hit of more than 20 million. And three of them have already been this offseason with the three quarterbacks of Stafford, Goff and Wentz. Um, I I think there's a lot of people who have been willing to bury Carson Wentz. And like for me, I remember his 2017 season where he was, if he had stayed healthy, the MVP. Like he should have won the MVP over Brady that year if he had stayed healthy. And of course... That's the big if. He's got injured so much, and he did look a shadow of his former self, certainly this season. But I do remember back when Andrew Luck had a very poor 2015 season, and there was a big dip, and Colts fans were suddenly looking at themselves and going, oh, what's, what's going on here? And look at what he's going into. It's not just Frank Reich. It's a decent running game. It's a really strong O-line, maybe with the exception of left tackle need to do something, and it's a brilliant defense. So... He has, you know, he couldn't have got a better landing spot to see if he can be saved. And to be honest, I'm one of those that I think he can be saved um, and he will still have an effective career. Um, you look at people like Ryan Tannehill, who got the change of scenery in Tennessee and proved that the talents he does have in the right scheme, in the right setup, can be exploited and can be successful. Um, and so I think it's a good bit of business by the Colts, but the, the poor old Eagles, um, I equally don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer for them, to be frank. So the question is, are they now back in the market at number six for quarterback? That's that. I going to be a serious question, I think, come up to the draft. 
I, I dipped uh, into Philly Radio. Sorry, Michael. Just I dipped into Philly Radio this evening. I couldn't help myself. I had to see what the general <laughs> consensus was. And a lot of the fans are ringing in saying they do not want another quarterback uh, drafted. They just think they've made their bed now. Go with, go with Hurts and start rebuilding the offensive line or even on defense in order to allow the team to, to push on. Well, you see, for me on that one, and I'll just give you my two cents, Jalen Hurts is an amazing athlete. Like, I mean, God knows. I mean, he's 10 times more athletically uh, capable than the four of us put together. <laughs> However, he is not an NFL-level quality starting quarterback, in my view. He kind of proved after his first few games, yes, he can run well with the ball, yes, he can do a job, but he doesn't have the accuracy, he doesn't have the deep ball sufficiently, um, and therefore he's not potentially the future. I mean, look, we're asking question marks about Tua. Remember, he got beaten out by Tua in college in Alabama. Um, so, you know, he, the, whether the, the context is there, I still think Carson Wentz will have a better NFL quarterback career from this point on than Jalen Hurts. That's I might a very interesting that thing to say. That. I might that. <laughs> well, look, this is the beauty of it being live and the fact that we can get it on demand on our podcast. If that does happen next season, we can just come back and say, Mark, remember the time you said about Carson Wentz? I don't know, boys. I think, I, I well, you know what? I, I'm going to say this now because I can't put the new Twitter media studio on the chat. We've got a comment there from uh, Declan. Draft to left tackle, right? Right helps to get his confidence back. This is a good deal. He has shown his quality. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's a good deal for Indianapolis because it suits their system. I mean, look at Pat McAfee today, boys. He was on holidays on the beach buzzing with this deal. Would Wentz have worked at a number of other AFC teams? No. Would he have worked at my team? Hell, hell no. I'm, I'm very happy today. But I think I think it's a good move for him. I think he's going to fit in with Reich very well. Time will see. <laughs> but um, I guess that leads me on to the next sort of topic, boys. Before we talk about the Eagles, does this move, Brian, in your opinion, make Indianapolis a contender in the AFC? Okay, maybe not in the short term, but do you think that goes a long way to it? Because you see a lot of people today talking about it. I think if you look at last season and Rivers, despite his age, um, had a really productive season. And a lot of that's down to the fact that the offensive line is so good. And a lot of people felt that they had a really good opportunity in that game in Buffalo during the playoffs and they got away from um, the only loss by a field goal in the end. And by and large, they had a really good season. Um, do I think that will put them over the top in terms of getting towards the Super Bowl? It's a difficult one because we haven't seen what's, what's gone on in free agency or the draft and stuff like that. But I do think if the offensive line plays as well as they have been and they do correct that left tackle situation, Wentz won't be getting sacked record numbers like he was last season for the for the Eagles and he will get time and he has proven over the years that if he's given the opportunity to play, he is a really good quarterback. It's a bit like, it just became a part of the ways that had to happen and it wasn't because of his skill set, it was more so because, you know, he's just been in a bad situation for a couple of years. We touched on last week around Sam Darnold is he still a good quarterback? He's only 23 years of age. He, can still, he still has a good opportunity in the league. But the last three years in New York with the Jets wasn't down to him in particular. It was just a very bad situation that he was in. Similar enough to what Wentz has had. I do think the Colts would have a really good opportunity next season to certainly be in the, the running, at least for the chapter game. Colin, what, what's your thoughts, Um, Look, I think that Carson Wentz... The, this is it like we get to see now is rehabilitation possible um mark has outlined everything that he's going to have he has the coach he wants 
and we we get to see you get a, you get a second chance in the league can he take it to me if frank Wright can get um carson wentz back to to anywhere near the the 2017 level given the team that they have if they can get um a tackle if if refs continue to um I suppose penalize or not penalize um, O line guys uh, in terms of holding. Uh, you can we talked about that before. You can get a guy from college and, and plug and play uh, in in this league now. So to me, Jonathan Taylor, yeah, it, they they should be a contender. But I think we'll know very quickly. Uh, my I think you'll you'll know by week ten in terms of whether Wentz is likely to to be the the starter there in twenty twenty two or not because um, they'll want to have an idea in terms of that seventy five percent of snaps. Um, so I think we'll we'll know early. Uh, Frank Reich will get his hands on him um, and he'll either be able to fix him or he won't. But we'll we'll learn pretty pretty quickly. I would imagine mm-hmm. by the end of October you'll know where the Carson Wentz project stands. Yeah. What's your I, mean, I was going to say, Michael, I don't think it makes India a contender. I think India already are a contender. I mean, they're a playoff team. They're playing in a pretty weak division. I mean, the dumpster fire that's going on in Houston, I feel very sad for Texan fans, obviously, and, and everything that's going on and the drama, they're going to continue to go on. But um, it doesn't look like they're going to be in a great position at this point in time, in this February, um, starting the season off. Jaguars are going to rebuild around Trevor Lawrence, but will probably take some time. This far out, it looks like it's between them and the Titans for the division. So, therefore, they've got a great shot at playoffs. And, yes, the Bills are going to be in contention. The Chiefs are going to be in contention. But they'll be there or thereabout. Um, you know, as I said, I don't want to throw Wentz in the bus. Even last season, with the record number of 50 sacks, with everything else going on, he had some games where, I mean, the dime, I'm sure Brian remembers the Boston Scott in the last minute of the Giants game. He still has an arm. He also has something that Philip Rivers most certainly does not have which is mobility. And that's the one thing in a Frank Reich-led offense which transforms and adds that other dimension. He will be able to get out on bootlegs. He will be able to scramble on third and fourth. And so I think it opens up Reich's capabilities, hopefully, if you're a Colts fan, of course, in the play calling. So, you know, those aspects, I think it's so intriguing from a Colts perspective. I think you look at what's available out there. Were they going to get Deshaun Watson? Were they going to pay that ransom? No, I don't think that's a Chris Ballard play, to be very frank with you. Um, and I think he's doing a great job as a GM in this regard. And I agree entirely with Colin. Bear in mind, it's not just that it's 75% qualified, but if they make the playoffs and he plays more than 70%, then equally it triggers the second into a first. So I give it actually to week eight almost when they're actually going to have to make a call early and say, you know what? If they've backed into a five and three record and Wentz hasn't been playing really well and everything, when do you start limiting his pitch count? Because you really don't want to give up that first. And and Wentz costs a lot. Like, remember what he cost the Eagles. They trade up from eight to two in the 17 draft. They gave up, if I remember correctly, a first, a third, and a fourth in that draft, a first in the 17 draft, and a second in the 18 draft. Like, there's a hell of a lot of draft capital between him and Jared Goff, which has gone sorely to waste over the last couple of weeks and couple of years so um yeah look i think the colts are definitely a contender i think Wentz can be saved i'm not saying like oh my god he's the messiah coming in um but it's you know if i'm a colts fan and i certainly am not i would be quite positive about this development um 
you know, it's it's a good move, obviously, after losing Rivers. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens in, in the sense of the Colts. You know, very. I, I was actually quite impressed with how they played with Rivers last year, and I was look, I wasn't shocked to see Rivers retire, but I would have loved to see them make another go in Indy for another year. But I'd love to know how long that Wentz deal had been done. There was obviously whispers over the last couple of days that it was very close, but I think it's interesting. But in terms of saying, like, you know, are, are they a contender? Of course, they're a contender in the sense that they're in the playoffs. But what takes them further than that? And I've seen a few guys today, Colin will like me saying, is Vaughn Miller in that defense would be a very interesting free agency pickup if they'd done it. It'd kill me personally, but Vaughn Miller would be a fantastic pickup for that Colts team, boys. I think it's going to be a very interesting couple of months. Uh, well, a couple of months. Very interesting month up the Paddy's Day for free agency because I don't think the Colts are done in terms of free agency. I think they're going to bring in somebody big on, on the defensive side of the ball. And... I, I agree. I think give, give Wentz up to the first eight weeks, he would need to be sitting five and three. Or if there's a bye week, five and two. Or is that harsh? What do you think, Ma boys? Michael, can I make a quick one? Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with T.Y. Hilton. He's actually right now mm. a free agent. Um, the likelihood is they will push to bring him back. Some of their receivers towards the back end of the season stepped up, some of the younger receivers. So they may decide, you know what, maybe it's just not worth the price. And they move on and try to bring something else in from free agency but that's an that's the next domino for for the Colts is to make it to see what they're going to do there because you know they might look at that now and say right we've got the quarterback let's get ty hilton signed up for for the long term because you know he has been a bit injury prone at times but when he is playing he is he is arguably one of the best top five wide receivers in the league i'd say yeah and, and just i'll add on to that michael just like one point we are dealing with historic free agency for wide receivers you look at the quality of wide receivers that are available so you you might have some teams they're making interesting decisions at quarterback and moving on they might also um take it dip their toes and, and change up uh at the wide receiver position with the amount of players that are there um but we should also look at the other side of this equation because if you're in the eagles now and in fact the other people that success you know looking at this with glee are probably cowboys fans because very quickly, Dak Prescott is, you know, clearly the uh, class quarterback in that entire division. Um, uh, you know, Alex Smith is up there as well. But other than that, like, there's there's no other quarterback worthy of the name, probably, in, in the other teams in that division, I would say. I'm not going to bite there, so keep going. <laughs> well, look, I, I think we're, gonna, we're, we're actually going to stay in that division just really quickly. Obviously... Wentz leaves the Eagles, a Super Bowl champion, albeit he didn't play. I'm just going to keep saying he's a Super Bowl champion because he is. He's got a ring. So is Brock Osweiler. So is other guy. I mean, we could make a whole list of guys that have got a ring. Uh, but fair play to him in that sense. The big question is this, because we're coming into draft season, we're coming into free agency season. Where does Philly go from here? I was lucky. Well, it wasn't that lucky, boys. I was chatting to a guy on the Eagles team last night in a different show. <laughs> and I am fuming now because it's pre-recorded. Obviously, Wentz is gone. And I could have at least asked them today, you know, what's what's your thoughts, at least off camera. But uh, where, Brian, look, I'll start with you, man. I, I know you're jumping on there a second ago. Where does Philly go from here? Take your Giants hat off. You know, if you're just looking at Philly, Philly's main aim next season is to try and challenge for the NFC East. Where do they go from here? Do they go with Hurts? And I know you've already touched on that, but is there anybody in that draft, uh, especially those top five quarterbacks, maybe Mac? Uh, anybody sign up for, for for the Eagles? Well, there's four quarterbacks that are likelihood to go in the top ten. Um, Lawrence obviously pretty much given up number one. There's, there's Wilson, there's Fields, and there's Chase. Um, but 
the situation with, with horses, they only drafted him last year. He was a number two pick. If they bring in a quarterback to challenge him, the likelihood is at number one in the sixth pick to draft, he's going to be the quarterback sooner rather than later. You're not going to get very much there back thereafter for horse after using the two pick last year. So in a situation where it's already a bit of a, a mess, as we say, in terms of the dead cap, they've also got a situation where they've only drafted a quarterback to potentially next year could be worth very little in return. I think in, in the long run, they will just make a decision to go with them for a year because I do think they're going to be in a rebuild. They're not going to have a lot of cap to do a lot in free agency. There's going to be other players released to free up to free up money in order to allow them to even sign some of the, the guys who are in their third or fourth year of their contracts in order to keep them. So for me, it's going to be a, a massive rebuild and I don't believe they'll take a quarterback to six. I think they'll look at different parts of the team that need to be corrected. And Colin, we're going to look in a little minute at the teams that actually were in for Wentz in our next topic. But for you, where does Philly go from here? Do, 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 do you agree with Brian or do you think they should just go mad? Um, it's it's tough to know, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did roll the dice. Uh, look, it's the way in which the league has changed, um, and in ter- it's changed in terms of quarterback play. It's ter- changed in terms of running back play. It's changed in terms of rules. It's changed in terms of the way teams approach the draft. Um, I think we we were talking um, last week, and I don't know was it Brian or what was it Mark got, gave the stat about like not a, a single QB drafted in the first round from 2009 2016 is still on their original team. Um, teams move on from from QBs now. Um, it is a QB carousel, and you mightn't get that much time at you know one team, but you you end up going elsewhere. Um, whether you make it elsewhere or not, that's the the question. Hi, Paxton Lynch. Um, so the I wouldn't be surprised if they if they decided to roll the dice because you you're in a window when you have a guy on on a rookie deal. I don't know if they will have really felt that Hertz was the the future for for the franchise. We all saw the shenanigans that went on in the the last game of the season, and obviously they have the change at head coach. Um, to me, you keep rolling the dice until you find the guy, and you know he's the guy. Um, do they really believe it? Uh, it it's it, it's going to be a difficult one because obviously with the the change of head coach. Um, has he does he know what he really wants so i do, i i really don't know they're in a really tough spot this season they're in a really really tough spot with the cap with not knowing what they want to do with the a head coach who i don't think they really wanted i think they wanted frank right there um and they didn't get him so all sorts of strange things happening um, at the Eagles. And I'm um, probably the, the person on this show with the softest spot for Philadelphia. I love my time in the city, but I think Philly has all sorts of issues uh, going into the 2021 season. What do you think, Mark? I, hey, I, I don't mind Philadelphia. Lord, give us and he take us away. We beat them in one Super Bowl and lost to them in another. It's uh, the way of the world, uh, I think. Um I think when it comes to the, the, the Hurt situation, as I said, I honestly, I, I don't think he's the future. I think he had some good games, and then I think he got a little bit more found out by the league. And obviously, as opposed to the college game, everyone is a supernatural athlete, um, and you, you can't get by just on athletic gifts. You have to have the accuracy, particularly the quarterback position. 
two key things. Um, it was Brian with the stat before about the twenty um, the 2009 to 2016 quarterbacks that not one now is on the original team they started with, uh, despite obviously a lot of big first-round names in there. Um, but I'll give you another stat. 47, I think it's 47, 47 out of the 55 Super Bowls have been won by Hall of Fame quarterbacks or quarterbacks who will soon go into the Hall of Fame. Um, obviously, Philly are one of the teams that didn't have a quarterback in that category when they won their Super Bowl. But the surest way to success, proven over time, over ages, um, is to have a quarterback of quality, of standing, um, that can go on and win yourself uh, Super Bowls, championships, and, and go on. Do I think Jalen Hurts is that person? No. And if I'm Philadelphia and I make that calculation, then I say, well, then... I'm going to use the sixth round and go to pick of the draft and try and find one. Um, and it's true that in the current marketplace, the greatest market inefficiency that GMs and coaches can take advantage of is a quarterback on the rookie wage scale. It's been proven in the last number of years that is the best way to build up a team is you take advantage of that uh, inefficiency. And, and Bill Barnell, uh, Barnwell, sorry, who writes for ESPN, a few years ago he came out with a theory that sounded bizarre at the time, but... You know, I wonder if GM will ever be um, brave enough to try it. He said, draft a new first-round rookie quarterback every three years and just move on to them. Never give them a second contract. Let them go. And with everything that's happened with Goff, with uh, with Wentz and his second contracts, it doesn't seem to be as crazy as he, he previously said. But he said, look, you, you will always have that market inefficiency. You'll have that market asset, and you can leverage it. I don't think anyone will ever try and do it, but it's a it's an interesting philosophy and theory. Love to see someone try it. Love to. Go on, Philly. Do it for love. And um, what I would say in the horse situation is that do we really see enough from towards the end of the season? I know Mark, you're not convinced by him, but he only played a handful of games. He started off quite well in terms of the game he beat the Saints, and then he had a really good game in Arizona. And then we obviously had that situation in the the fourth quarter of the last game of the season where he was pulled off the field for other reasons by uh, Doug Peterson. But, you know, is there a part of the Philadelphia fan base would say, Do you know what, we don't know if he's good enough yet. We need to see a little bit more of him before we can make that decision. And as far as the draft is concerned, I guess maybe they will go down the quarterback route if a particular quarterback falls to them. But they might look at a situation where there's three standout wide receivers expected to go by the 11th pick they will get their opportunity to get one of those because other teams who, who are QB needy will pick quarterbacks. So they might decide, give the, give Hortz another standout wide receiver in the draft and allow him to play the game and see, see will that work instead of taking the quarterback. Well, boys, this is the thing. Like, you know, Hertz has played four games in the NFL. You know, four games, okay? Now, if you compare his first four, four games to that of Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson, Hertz uh, is better than them in pass yards, pass touchdowns. Uh, better than Russell Wilson in rushing yards. Uh, more rushing touchdowns than both of them boys. Um, not the best completion, really. Um, yeah. So you can't you can't decide four games in if it's. And this is what annoys me sometimes. Actually, goes into the whole Liverpool talk. I hate Liverpool Football Club, but the talk around them. The last couple of days was a disgrace. I mean, you, they could, you, you go through hard times. It's not going to be Philly, Philly, and great crack unless you actually give Hurst the chance. Hurst deserves a season. You can't go and get, I wouldn't even go. I, I would bring in a veteran, maybe. Maybe bring in Andy Dalton, somebody, just anybody to fill the gap 
Similarly, it's not going to start even. Let's, let's see what happens. Um, but that's it. Uh, just before we go on to the next topic and before we get some final points, a few comments. Uh, the comments sorry, are coming up on our new system. Thank you, Periscope, and thank you, Twitter, for that. Um, Claire Bear, thank you very much for sharing the broadcast as well. We, 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 we really appreciate it. Uh, she says, I'm glad the Bears have dodged this bullet. Uh, and the quarterback is the keystone possession in the NFL. We're about to talk about the Bears now, but Claire uh, also said there are some teams worried about this year's draft as not a lot of college games and no combine. Now, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll talk about this more in the whole build-up to the draft, but Colin, just to just yourself on before, before we move on to the Bears, there's a few quarterbacks in that draft that have played no more than four or five games in the last 12 months. Do you think that's an issue or are you not bothered about it? Um, you'd prefer if it was different, obviously, but uh, I think that the 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 combine is uh, probably something that uh, people it's it's a nice spectacle to watch and and it gives people all of these stats and we love stats, but realistically, um, how how much uh, really d- does it does it tell you? It doesn't tell you. I mean, it, it's a bit like keepy uppies. Uh, you can you can be the the world's best keepy uppie uh, guy, but put you in a game and have somebody uh, kick you around the pitch. It's it's the fortitude to go into a game and when uh, a Von Miller or a Mac is coming to take your head off that you're able to stand there. Like the combine isn't going to show you that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have his face mask torn off uh, and uh, he's still going to be able to throw that. That that to me uh, we'll miss we'll miss the spectacle. But teams will have done their their homework the the good teams uh, other teams will draft guys without ever having met them and expect them to be franchise qbs that has really happened um so i mean that this is the the fascinating thing about the nfl to me is that you have billion dollar franchises right and they just make decisions on a whim so um we we will miss the spectacle of it we'll end up with a load of pro days um and uh you know guys kind of throwing um and and kind of going through the the motions but um will it make um make a difference in terms of who really shines like did again did anyone expect like in the in the draft last year that justin jefferson was going to be the standout rookie uh wide receiver no they they didn't so um the transition to the league is a lot more than the the combine as mark said everyone is um a physical specimen in college uh it's when you you get to play with the big boys and uh it's all of the stuff off the ball the yapping um you know that's all the stuff you have to deal with when when you get into the big leagues a concern that some players have i suppose they removed themselves from the most recent season but the reality is the the teams are just going back to the original coverage of the 2019 season jamar chase is expected to be the second wide receiver off the board he didn't play last year he opted out and he's uh he looked at the previous season 78 to 80 catches 14 touchdowns in a really good lsu team that with joe burrow that's the footage they're going to look at because that's the most recent stuff and that's where they're, they're going to go and even players who are going to get drafted who did play this year for example waddle another wide receiver dislocated his ankle in the very first game of the season for alabama in october didn't come back to the championship game wasn't fit played a bit in the game he's still going to go in the top 15 wide receiver because there's enough footage over the years to justify him going. So no, it's not ideal that some players haven't played a lot, but you know yourself, it's a 
you know, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a punt at times come draft time, and teams panic as well, which doesn't always help. Yes, sir. And at Dooney R says that Ryan Fitzpatrick should back up Hurts to Philadelphia. That'll be interesting to see. What we're lads, we we have we we have to get Fitzpatrick on the show at some point to talk about the crack, the beards, etc. Any final points on Philly before we move on, gentlemen? Any final points? Now is your time, or forever hold your silence until at least tomorrow night's show. Um, Michael, just thirty-three million dollars of a cap hit, like. Philly are not looking forward to next season in that sense itself. Their flexibility is completely stung. But if it pans out in the long term, Philly fans won't mind. But next season, $33 million on a player that won't even be playing for you. Um, in a very recent so it's not exactly about $175 million, um, I believe, or between $175 and $180. So a small increase. Um, uh, on the floor, but um, uh, you know, cap flexibility is going to be even more critical. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's jump on that again tomorrow night. Lads, we're back tomorrow night as well. We'll talk about that at the end. One final topic that I want to jump on tonight, boys, is what's going on in Chicago. There's a lot of there's a few Bears fans watching <sighs> Twitter over the last few days, and this is not just for Wentz, but for different guys. JJ, what obviously. We'll talk about this tomorrow night. The old Buffalo Bills rumors coming out, the Cleveland Browns rumors coming out. It's rumor season, and there's a lot of things that were being said about the interest of Wentz over the last week or two. Um, and Jake Glazer today indicated that, as far as he's concerned, the Bears never made an offer. However, Adam Kaplan said the Bears backed out uh, at the last minute. Not maybe, maybe not at the last minute, but, but close to the end. And that the Panthers were also interested. Um, Jump on that as well. You've seen um, was it Mike Lombardi on the Pat McAfee show saying that Denver and San Francisco were both interested in quarterbacks, secretly interested in quarterbacks. So I'm going to start with you now, Brian. What's your thoughts on what's going on in, in, in Chicago? Do you think there was many teams in for Carson Wentz or do you think it was all a smokescreen from the Eagles to try and get more offers? No, I do I do genuinely believe the Bears were, were in, involved in the, in the running Um Again, it depends which which uh, journalist you read because you turn on to the Albert Breer show and he's saying that the Bears had the best offer. And it wasn't so much that they pulled out, but to just recognise the fact that he decided himself that where he wanted to go was to go to Indianapolis, which put the Colts in the position to not not, not give up as much as initially everybody thought. You know, they might get the first round now because of a conditional. But the Bears are in a precarious situation because of where they're drafting because the likelihood is... Well, you can pick up a Lamar Jackson later in the draft and it works out for you, nine times out of ten, the guys that are drafted in the top end are the ones that really fulfill their potential in the league. So the Bears are in a tricky position picking. I think it's at 19. So for me, right now, I said in November on the show, I had my, I suppose my wild pick at the time was Sam Darnold would end up in Chicago. And I still believe that to happen. I think he's the next domino as part of the process that's going to fall because I think we'd all... Would recognize i think the jets are going to move on from him whether it's getting the trade for watson which we've discussed over the past few weeks or whether they just utilize that number two pick to take who they believe to be the next best quarterback after lawrence whether it's wilson or, or whether it's fields so for me it's already well known that they're out there shopping him and i think that's where the bears will turn their attention to because he is only 23 and i still think he has got the potential to be a good quarterback in the league and you know, you mightn't have to give up that one pick. You might get him for a three or a two, but I think that's where the Bears go next. But again, that's just me surmising what I'm saying. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. 
the the Chicago Bears. Um, I thought they're contractually uh, obliged not to have um, a, a decent starting QB, um, which is unfortunate for for such a storied franchise. But they've had issues at quarterback um, for almost as long as I've been watching um, this game. The I think I think Brian is you know could be onto something in terms of Sam Darnold. Um, the other talk that there has been, um, which is um, probably more unlikely, but you'd never you'd never ru- rule it out. Um, and especially um, you know with the talk of the the Broncos looking at um, Deshaun Watson, I would never rule out Gruden. Um, you know rolling the dice so. Could um, they, you know, parlay uh, Derek Carr into enough capital um, with what the Raiders have themselves to bring in um, to make to make an offer for Deshaun Watson? Um, I think that's that's a possibility. Um, that that would be, I think, the other thing that I could see happening. I think Gruden is bold enough to do it. Um, if there's anyone, uh, you know, who'd be willing to to do it, I mean, Bruce Arians doesn't need a quarterback. Uh, Andy Reid doesn't need a quarterback. Um, John Gruden would love to to do it, um, and uh, he would that he would be the story of the off season if that was the case. So, could Derek Carr end up in Chicago? That that would be less likely, but it would be a phenomenal story if it if it were to happen. And uh, as a Broncos fan, if Deshaun Watson ended up in uh, the AFC West and you had Watson, Herbert, and Mahomes, um, you know that would be um, quite sad indeed. All's on favor, Mark. Before you say that, Mark, all's on favor to land Watson as of tonight. Sorry, I had a bad in it. No, I think I think O'Connor's just being uh, pessimistic there in terms of the likelihood. I mean, look, we're talking about the Bears. I, they don't need my sympathy, but we're talking about the uh, I, exactly what you're saying, Colin. The most one of the most storied franchises in all of NFL history. They're the winningest franchise of all time. Seven hundred seventy-seven wins. They're renowned for George Hallis. They're renowned for the famous forty-six defense. Um, Mike Singletary, Richard Dent, amazing team, obviously back in the eighties. And yet, when it comes to the quarterback position, year after year, time after time, it is a bloodbath. I mean, you look at their five career passing leaders. Jay Cutler is the winningest and the uh, the, the, the winningest quarterback of all time for the Chicago Bears, but he's passed the most yards. Then it's Sid Luckman. Then it's Jim Harbaugh, Jim, um, Jim, Harbaugh um, Jim McMahon, and then Mitch Trubitsky. Like, for everything that's said about him, he has passed for the fifth most yards of all time for the Chicago Bears. And yes, the game is different. And yes, it's more of a passing league now. But we're talking about a franchise that is uh, jointly uh, the oldest franchise in the NFL. And that is heartbreaking, I imagine, to many Chicago uh, Bears fans. Um, They've got to get it right one time. They've got to get it right at some point. Um, I just don't really have any faith in their their head office to get it right this year. Um, But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
Brian, just before you put a point in, man, a couple of comments because they're not coming up on here. They're coming on my phone. Claire the Bears say the league has changed and the Bears have not fact. Uh, I can't see it, Claire, but I seen you put a comment in about about uh, Chicago and mediocre quarterbacks as well, with what we talked about. And I agree. Brian, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I've spoke to a, a good friend of mine who's a Bears fan, and it's very much reflective of what Claire the Bears is saying, is that a lot of Bears fans are relieved that the Wednesday thing hasn't come to, come to pass and they haven't gone to Chicago because... They knew they'd end up giving up more than what was being offered down in Indianapolis, and uh, they they just don't think he'd be the right answer in the long run. So I think whilst they missed out, and I think secretly most Bears fans are kind of relieved that's not that they haven't picked up the quarterback come forward. And I'm on mute again. Wow, first time using restream time will tell. Uh, boys, I am delighted to let you know and to let everybody else know that we are back. Please God, tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Uh, Ireland, UK time. That's uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or if you're Jeff Reinbold, 12 p.m. in the afternoon. Please feel free, Jeff, to jump on if you can get some Wi-Fi anywhere. Uh, 10 p.m. tomorrow night. We're going to try and talk tomorrow night maybe about the current situation going on with JJ Watt, where he might go, the fact that the game in Dublin has been cancelled, what, what that means for the London games, which nobody's talking about. We'll try and come to that tomorrow night. And we'll also try and come to another other points tomorrow night as well that we couldn't get on now. You can check out our podcast on all good, uh, all good podcast providers, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just search for the Irish NFL Show. This will be up by about 20 past 11 tonight. And we will see you tomorrow night at 10 p.m. But I guess for now, uh, I want to thank everybody here for watching. And lads, have a good night, yeah? Thank you. Take care. Good night. Take care. Good luck.